Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we're in the Beatitudes, where Jesus' Sermon on the Mount pronounces a series of blessings that belong to all Christians. That means we're in Matthew chapter 5, and we're going to spend the week on verse 5. Blessed are the gentle, for they shall inherit the earth. Now, some English translations use the word meek instead of gentle. It's a simple enough statement, but what does it really mean? Who are the gentle or the meek? Are you one of them? Is the blessing yours? Then what exactly does it mean to inherit the earth? Well, we're going to tackle each of the Beatitudes just like this, one at a time for the next several weeks. Pastor Jim will unpack each of these pronouncements of blessing so that we clearly understand who they apply to and what they mean. Here is today's slice of the sermon entitled, Victorious Meekness. And the idea is also that meekness is the opposite of pride, the opposite of selfishness, the opposite of obstinacy, the opposite opposite of inflexibility. Now, those all come naturally to, to us in the flesh, right? Pride, selfishness, being obstinate, being inflexible. This is the opposite of our fallen condition. Just a couple of uses of the word that way. 1 Corinthians 4.21, Paul says to his friends in Corinth, What do you desire? Shall I come to you with a rod or with love and a spirit of gentleness or meekness. He had confronted all kinds of things. He was confronting all kinds of things in that church. And he says, okay, I'm, I'm going to come again. How you respond to this letter will determine what our relationship's going to be like. I, I mean, I love you enough that I will bring the rod. And he did not mean 57 Chevy. He meant a rod of discipline. I will, I will come with apostolic authority to correct what's wrong. Or You can respond to the apostolic authority in my letter, and when I come, it'll be a whole different spirit. Or, there's Galatians chapter 6, verse 1. Brethren, even if anyone is caught in any trespass, you who are spiritual, restore such a one in a spirit of, here's the word, gentleness or meekness, each one looking to yourself so that you too will not be tempted. That verse is kind of a one-verse summary of the aspect of discipleship that we tend to call biblical counseling. When someone stumbles, when someone wanders into a trespass, trespass is one of the nine words in the New Testament for, for sin, well, you who are spiritual, restore such a one. And how do you do it? You come with a spirit of meekness. Now, you call sin what it is, but you also realize, I could fall there. Be careful that you too will not be tempted. So, meekness or gentleness describes the attitude that has to accompany the restoration of a sinning brother or sister. One more, 1 Timothy 6, 11. 
He says to Timothy, Paul does, but flee from these things, things that are of the world, flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue. Pursue is the Greek word dioko, and it, it means pursuit. I, I, when I was in uh, uh, second year Greek, I had uh, uh, a couple of guys in, the, in, in my class as uh, fellow students who had both played linebacker in the, um, in, in the NFL. They loved this word. That's how I made my living. That guy's carrying that oblong thing. Pursue him. Go after him. Now, the opposite of it is flee. That's the word fugo from which we get fugitive. We should pursue. It should be our dogged endeavor to keep going in this direction. Pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness or meekness. Servants of God are exhorted to pursue meekness. Every author that I've ever read on this subject, and I've read every one that I could ever find, either commenting on this passage or um, uh, lexicographers, word study books and that, every one that I have ever read on the concept of meekness as conveyed by these Greek words that are from the same root, they're always quick to point out meekness is not weakness. Meekness is not cowardness. Uh, cowardliness or cowardice. The meek do not lack a sense of will. They don't lack a sense of duty. They don't lack commitment. They're not namby-pambies, to be using a Hebrew word. The, the meek are capable of strenuous action on behalf of others. Jesus says, come to me because I'm weak. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle or meek and humble in heart, and you shall find rest for your souls. But understand, that's Jesus. That's the same Jesus who was very angry with the religionists of his day, especially the Pharisees, for twisting spirituality into the mere performance of duties. They were to use the terminology from Luke, um, Luke 16, they were trusting in themselves that they were righteous. Jesus was angry about that. He was angry with those legalists for putting silly burdens on the backs of everyday people. He says, with all of your things that you've added to the Scriptures, you take someone and you make him your disciple and you make him be twice the disciple of hell that he used to be. That's what legalism does for you. Jesus was angry in a synagogue where he had miraculously healed a man's paralyzed hand and the people refused to believe. Says Jesus was angry with them. Jesus was angry at the corruption of the temple that was brought about by the the money changers and those selling animals, those were the ones under the leadership of the, of the Sadducees. And remember, twice at the beginning of his ministry and then at the end of his ministry, he came in and he cleared out that entire outer court of the temple. And he did not say, please, would you please leave? He made a whip. And he was enough of a man that nobody resisted him. That's Jesus who is meek. So meekness obviously is not weakness. 
Jesus got angry at Peter when Peter was obstinate about getting the point. You know, Peter says, oh, no, no, I'm not going to deny you. I'm going with you all the way to death. And Jesus said in a polite way, oh, Peter, shut up. You have no idea what you're talking about. What we deduce from those examples in the life of Jesus, and by the way, you see the same thing in prophets and others in the Bible, is that the Lord became angry but only for the correct reasons, only with the correct motivation. The appropriate anger that comes in the life of a meek person is not petty anger. It's not over personal offenses and preferences and I like it done this way, etc. It's not unreasonable anger that results from losing control of your human passions. You've noticed how people like to do that. They'll, they'll, they'll pop off and they'll say something totally angry and absurd and say, oh, well, I was just angry. Well, just take that out. Don't say, I was just angry. I sinned in my unrighteous anger. You know, we got to understand, we, we can't excuse things that aren't excusable. The Lord's anger was always a holy reaction to what is wrong. True meekness has a backbone. The backbone stands up for truth and for righteousness. Now, it does it speaking the truth in love, but it does it. Understand then that true Christians, the ones who realize their spiritual beggarliness, that they have nothing to offer to God. Those who mourn over their sins, they are the ones who are moved by the things that offend God. And as a matter of fact, do you know there's even a command in the New Testament that tells you to be angry? If you haven't thought of it before, there sure is. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 26, be angry... And by the way, that is a command, that is an imperative, that God tells you, be angry, but he doesn't put the period there, comma, and yet do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on your anger. Now, you know, if you're seeing the the screen that uh, that that's part of an Old Testament, quoting part of an Old Testament verse, because it's in all caps, that's an allusion to Psalm 4.4, where it tells you that you should shake you should, you should quake, you should tremble in the proper fear of the Lord so that you do not sin. And so he's saying, even when you are angered by the things that offend God, don't do it sinfully. And then Paul was guided to add the last part of that verse that makes a personal application. If there is something between you and another person, he says, Don't leave it unresolved. He says, don't let the sun go down on your anger. That's a proverbial way of saying, don't just ignore it. Deal with it. Any violation of something that is holy and pure and good, it should evoke a response from you if you're walking with the Lord. You should want to make it right. So meekness is not passive acceptance of, of sinful things. It's not a passive acceptance of 
evil practices in the world. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.